right. Good morning, everyone. Merry Christ Miss. When you're out and about, and I know it may be difficult for some of you, but when, when you get the happy holidays, right, from the business or wherever, just instead of even saying Merry Christmas, look at them straight in the eye and say Merry Christ Miss. Hallelujah. I know I'm making you all feel uncomfortable this morning, but listen, um, at the end of the day, we're celebrating the birth of Christ, right? It's not about, you know, Frosty the Snowman and happy holidays, and I love all that stuff. No, don't, don't misunderstand me, but let's not lose perspective on what the world is celebrating. I got a couple amens. Hallelujah. But Merry Christmas, everyone. Eve, so not Christmas Eve, but everybody say Christmas Eve, Eve. Right, so if you're here on Christmas Eve, we won't be here. We'll all be enjoying ourselves at our homes, And but if you'll be here for Christmas Eve, Eve, we'll all be here and we'll all celebrate the birth of Christ together. Uh, of course, there'll be the, the petting zoo and all the things and all the festivities with the singing and worshiping Christ and all of that. But, uh, you know, it's important for you not only to come out for those kinds of events, but listen, some people only celebrate or go to church during Christmas. Of course, some of them just come because it's happy holidays, and then we sneak a prize, you know, surprise them. But, you know, hey, invite your family, invite your friends, you know. I mean, I, I think in particular this year, you know, everybody's kind of huddled together, you know, and not really getting out and about and used to doing the things that they do. And many people are going to be isolated as a result of that, and they're not going to have, you know, family that's coming or them going to visit family. So it's a very different year. And so just have the courage to reach out to those. Trust me, they'll want to come. They'll want to participate, and uh, we'll have a great evening as well. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is I want to talk to you about the importance of purpose. Because without purpose, you're just drifting through your life. And, you know, everybody should have their own unique purpose, but we should also possess the purpose of God, right? So it's like we have a universal purpose in Christ, but we also have our part to do in Christ as well. And I want to open with this scripture because it's so I, I just, there's a lot that I'm going to talk about out of this one scripture. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, in the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. So no matter where you're going to start in your purpose, there will be a beginning. Amen. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now what I noticed about that scripture is, is that he said he created the heavens and the earth. But if you read on in Genesis, he doesn't create it until later you got to grab a hold of this because in the beginning, before there was anything, we're going to read that in a second, but before anything had happened, he created the heavens and the earth. And it says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So no matter where you're going to start in your life, whatever shingle you're going to hang up for the glory of God, 
It's going to start in the beginning. You got to draw your line in the sand somewhere. You got to be willing to say, this is how I'm going to live my life. And, you know, we have New Year's coming right around the corner here. And that's a great opportunity for everybody to say, hey, this is my new beginning that I'm going to begin to operate in. I'm not going to think about the economy and the COVID and all those things. I'm going to think about my new beginning. Because there it says there was darkness. There was nothing. There was void. There was nada. And yet God said, I created the heavens and the earth. From the void, from the, 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 the plainness, from all the obstacles that were going to get in the way of God accomplishing what he was going to accomplish the way he did. But he started with the end in mind, and he began to declare a finished work before he ever even started. And it's critical for us as Christians to know who we are in Christ, both corporately as the church, but also individually, and how I'm going to conduct the affairs of my own life. Many of you have been through challenges and difficulties. You're in the midst of difficulties right now. But I'm here as a man of God to stand before you and say, listen, I don't care how dark it is. I don't care how much void there is. I don't care how many people are going to say, I don't believe in that, and I I don't receive that, and that's a bunch of nonsense, and I reject everything you're living your life for, doesn't matter. Because I promise you this much, God in his statement of a finished work has, has had to deal with, I mean, unbelievable rejection by not only people in the world, but people in the church. That, oh, well, you know, I think God meant this instead of that. Well, no, it says right here, this and that and the other. The promises of God are yes and amen. We're not here just to live a religious experience, deny the power of God that's there for us to walk in all the days of our lives so that we can pat ourselves on the back or, you know, say, oh, I'm doing my religious obligation. Let go of all of that nonsense. Begin to live as if God is true and everything he promises is true. And begin to live a life of purpose, of meaning, of hope, of joy, of love. I mean, your life should just be such a light to the world that people come in contact with you and there's no doubt that you serve a living God. The calling card of every one of our lives, the card that we would hand out to everybody, should say, I believe in the Son of God. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a Christian and I believe in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I mean, without exception. I mean, the worst of the worst, the best of the best, whatever that means, because there's no worse or better but everybody who knows me, because I eventually said, I'm drawing my line in the sand. I'm no longer going to hide in the shadows of being a, a Christianette. I'm going to make a purpose for my life. I'm going to stand for what's right. In the face of all the darkness, in the face of all the void, in the face of no one or nothing seeming to be backing up my way of living. Think of the things that great men and women of God have used in their life. Elijah, remember, he had the oil in the flour. 
There was no hope in that situation. This woman just basically said, hey, listen, we're going to have our last meal. That's it. We're going to die. That's it. And yet here's Elijah saying, but we have something. There's something here that we can use. There's something that could happen out of this. You know, begin to think about Jesus, right? And he had the water and the wine. He had the bread and the fishes and he multiplied. He had something in his hand. And I promise you, every person in this room, you have something in your heart, something in your hand that you could begin to say, you know what, I'm going to make this about the purpose of my life. Anybody who knows me is going to know this about me. And you could begin to put that plan into action, and you could begin to see the miracles and the signs and wonders that are written in the Word of God. You have to, some of you are still thinking, well, that was them, and those were miraculous people. You're a miraculous person. You are. Well, I don't know about that, Brother Paul. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, I just, can I just sit in the blue chair, and can you just give me a good, inspiring message? And, you know, can I just go on and live my life the way it is? I don't want to change. Does anybody really like change? Eh, not so much. But if you really think about it, change is occurring everywhere around you all the time. And if you remain static and are trying to hold on to the way things were for too long, life begins to pass you by. And I promise you this much, the older you get, the more you'll start to realize that in your life. Some people would rather be right than happy and fulfilled in their life. To say, you know what, this is not working in my life anymore. I, I can't continue to be the way I am anymore. It's okay. You see, you're, you didn't fail. It failed. It failed. But if you're not careful, and the word this morning was just tied right into what I'm talking about. you got to let it go. I won't sing the song, praise the Lord. But here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. The first word is what? Never. It says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a what? A great reputation. But you're going to need to trust in the Lord with all your heart and not depend on the things that you can figure out yourself. Seek His will in every once in a while. Seek His will when, when the circumstances are all lined up and, you know, the rainbows and the unicorns are running around. Seek His will in everything you do. And he will show you which path to take. That scripture takes the complexity of life completely out of the picture. And it just says that, hey, at the end of the day, I can choose to live my life the way God would intend me to live my life. And I can begin to show up in a brand new way in my household, at my job, in my community, and everything that I do... Because I'm seeking his will, not my own will. Now, let's pretend you're going to open a business somewhere. And let's say that you, your, your business is X, Y, and Z business. Doesn't matter. 
But the cost of your business is very high. You know some of the luxury items that you can buy and so on and so forth. So the, the cost is here, and the value might be somewhere here, right, in your perspective. But think of what God is asking of all of us, a very, very high price. Because I'm, I'm telling you, as a man, it is very difficult in the beginning to say, I need to put my trust in something else other than myself. Because as a man, I think I should be able to get up and do whatever I determine to do. And you know what? If God gets in my way or anybody else, by God, I'm going to just get the job done. And I'm just, listen, I'm just being real with you. I'm just being transparent. And sometimes we don't think that way, but sometimes we act that way. And God's over here trying to get our attention. We know he is trying to get our attention. We feel convicted by that attention he's trying to hold us to so he can get us on the right path for our lives. But we too often ignore that because of the cares of this life, because of the world, because of our culture, because of the uncomfortability, if that's even a word, but the lack of comfort in the process of change. Well, who will I become if I do that? How will people perceive me if I do that? You know, it could be something as simple as even when we're in worship, that you, you, you'd say, I'm, I'm, come, come, come the first service in, in January 2021, I'm going to actually lift my hands during service. For some people, that's so difficult. It's, it's so uncomfortable. And, and the change would just be like, oh, my goodness, I just, you know, feel it already in my gut, and I just, I don't know if I could do that. At the end of the day, you're lifting your hand, okay? So I'm just, I'm trying to bring simplicity to what we're talking about. And sometimes just an expression of our faith can make a big change in our lives to serve the purpose that we say, I'm here because of this, and therefore, hey, I'm going to show up in a big way. And through that process, what you're going to find is, just like the patriarchs in the kingdom of God, you know, Balaam, right? You remember him? He went the wrong way, man. He's, he's just like, no, I'm going to go this way. God says go this way. I'm going to go this way. But yet something that he had turned his life around. The donkey. All of a sudden, he came to the end of the road. And he's getting scraped up upside these bushes. And yet, the donkey served the purpose of getting him back on track. There's only so far you can go before... It, and we all think of the hedge of protection as like this wonderful thing. Right? Like feel-good thing. The hedge of protection is not a feel-good thing. It's not. Because when you bump up against that thing, it is very, very uncomfortable to your flesh and to your mind and to your way of living. But yet, we, sometimes we as Christians, we talk about this hedge of protection that the Lord provides to me. Hallelujah. But then when you hit the edge, you got to get back to center. you got to be able to say who I am in Christ. This is who I am. And renew your mind to that. Think of Moses and his staff, right? He had a stick in his hand. He had the enemy pressing him right up against the sea and everybody else. And the plan that he had, the purpose that he had was about to come to an utter end. And all he did was take that stick in his hand and he slapped the waters. And the waters parted. 
You see, he wasn't willing to give up on who he declared he was going to be for his people. And again, that gets into the individual purpose, and that gets into the corporate purpose. I mean, whatever it is that you have can really be used as a tool for God. Think of this now. Man in the hands of God. Yeah, that's such a good plan, God. I mean, we just do all kinds of crazy stuff. But yet what God can do with a man or a woman of God as an instrument or as a vessel is incredible. It is overwhelming. It is supernatural. And it's like, man, alive, I could have worked my whole life to get what I got. And Jesus did it in one, one moment of time. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no vision, the people will perish. But he that keeps the law, or she, praise the Lord, happy are they. See, happiness isn't going to be found in what you got in your bank account or how big of a house you live in or what kind of car you drive or go out and get the best of the best and all of that stuff and try to create some happiness in your life. The moment you get it, you're like, oh, okay, I wonder where I could get that for that on eBay. Uh, hallelujah. It, it just, it's not going to satisfy. But I promise you, listen, I'm just talking to you from my own heart, my own experience with God. But when you declare your own purposes in God, you will find happiness. You'll find things about yourself that you never thought were possible. I had an opportunity to spend some time in a car, did a drive yesterday with one of the people here at the church. And I mean, we were just talking about this. We're just like, man, alive. You know, the change that occurs in a human being is just so supernatural. I couldn't, you couldn't buy me to go back to the way things were anymore. Like you couldn't convince me in any possible way that I should give up on the purposes that I have established for my life through the giftings and talents of God. You could not buy it. You couldn't come to me with a million dollars, a billion dollars. Well, maybe a billion. No, not even a billion dollars. See, I'd have to tell a white lie to get the billion and then I would just build a whole bunch of churches and we'd just have a great old time. And then I'd ask for forgiveness. Praise the Lord. But I'm just, yeah, Chrissy just laughing up here. But seriously, you, you could not buy me. There, there's nobody, I'm telling you, I would rather do it God's way based on my experience with the Word of God than, than to follow the path of a person, say, well, I'll pave the way for you and I'll make, and, and knowing i got to check in my spirit about it, you can't buy me. And, and really in purpose, when, when you grab a hold of your purpose in, in the church, I mean in your community, in your household, in everything that you do, when you really grab a hold of that thing, no one will ever be able to persuade you or buy you or, or try to convince you of something other than what you know and believe in your heart. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 7. Yet when I am among mature believers, hallelujah, and that. There, there's a distinction there. I'm just telling, and, and I want, listen, the, a pastor's heart, your pastor's heart right here is that all of you would become mature believers. No more 
toying around with this or that or the other. Like, become mature in your belief in who you are in Jesus Christ. And I mean every place you put your feet is blessed of God. Everything you put your hands to is blessed of God. Everything that you say and ask of God are yes and amen to you. I mean, that's, that's the mature believer. It's just like, man, I don't know how this works, but praise the Lord, I'm glad I know something that I didn't know that is producing something I couldn't produce in and of myself. But yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom. But not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of the world, right? So it's not about what the economy is going to say or the government's going to say or the CDC is going to say or all of these other things. And I'm thankful for all of them. But at the end of the day, I'm going to draw my own line in my own sand and I'm going to declare the goodness and the favor, the protections of God. And I mean, I am going to do what I love and know to do based on my purposes. And I'm not going to stop. Take everything away from me and I'll go and buy a, a white fold-up table and go stand out on a corner somewhere and still do what I'm doing. It's not about anybody who believes in me. It's about who, who I can work with that will believe in him and set those people free. It's not about religion. It's not about these things. It's about the freedom that Christ paid for every person's life. But it says, or the worlds of the world, who are soon forgotten. How many people know there's nothing new under the sun? You're just going to repeat the same things. Go watch the political concerns of the 70s and the 80s and before that. It's the same thing. Oh, my Social Security. Oh, my this and oh, my that and all this. And, you know, the... Listen, let go of all that stuff. Some people are so consumed right now and, and depressed and stressed out and can't sleep and developing all these medical conditions as a result of this, and all you're doing is carrying the cares of the world. They're going to come and go anyway. Hallelujah. It says, no, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for the ultimate glory before the world began. So you go back to that Genesis scripture. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created them perfectly. Perfectly. You say, well, this isn't a very perfect world. But no, 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 no. But see, see, see there, there's, there's a need to become a mature Christian now. I don't go based on what I see anymore. I don't base what, uh, my life on what I'm experiencing anymore. My, the, the, the nature of who I am as a mature Christian will change and influence everything I'm experiencing. It is the catalyst for the change. But you are going to have to really, really begin to take your life and say, I'm going to make my life all about this finished work of Christ. And wherever there's something missing or broken in my life, I'm no longer going to practice those things. Yeah, but you might disappoint this person, or you might disappoint that person, or that could affect this or that. Or the, and I'm telling you, you'll get so stuck in the web of lies that are all around you that you aren't able to free yourself to really live as this mature Christian where everything is taken care of. Everything's been paid for in advance. Everything is a plan that has been revealed through Christ. But some of you are still living in the struggle of making that change happen, allowing that the full nature of who Christ is to come alive in your life. Like, who will I become? 
well, what, what if I lose this or what if I lose that? What if someone comes to me and says, are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? I'll tell you what, I have had every person important in my life come to me and say, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm convinced. No longer going to allow myself to live the way I used to live. And I don't know where exactly this is going to lead, but I do know that the path is going to be revealed out of the faith that I have and the conviction that I have from God to make these changes in my life. I'm telling you, God wants to have such influence in our lives, but until we make Him our purpose, we're going to miss pieces of that that I'm telling you, if, if, if I could, if, if it's almost like if I told you that if you gave me $100 today, I would turn that into a million dollars in two weeks from now. And then you had the doubt because $100 was a lot of money to you, right? Well, I'm unsure. But from where, where I'm operating, you, I just hear this. Where I'm operating as that business person, I'm, I'm just putting it into practical terms, what I've experienced, what I know I can do, and if you give me that $100, I'll turn it into a million. There's no doubt in my mind that I'll be able to do that for that person. That's the way God is. He's just like, give me the 100 bucks. Give me your life. I know it's not worth much today. Just give it to me. Man, I'll tell you. Some of the the suffering that we incur upon ourselves is just self-induced because we're not willing to let go. And Pastor Barb, awesome, awesome word of God because it hit the center of what I'm talking about. you got to let it go. you got to turn this next chapter in your life. And God will, I mean, doesn't matter what you're experiencing now, He'll turn it all for your good. That's His plan. And it was it once previously hidden, but now it's revealed to you. And you can walk in that all the days of your life. I'm going to skip over the Romans. No, let me read it. because it's so. This is my anthem scripture for me. This is what changed everything for me. Romans 8, 26 through 31. And it says, and the Holy Spirit helps in our weaknesses. <laughs> and, and sometimes the weakness is just believing in something else. It's not really what God intended for you. It says, for example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Not just the ch corporate church. You. Your name. Your individuality. And it says that the Father knows all hearts. Who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers. Those who would declare the purposes of their life to be God's purposes in harmony with God's own will. So the Spirit of God is praying God's will over your life. Now listen, when the Spirit begins to pray, that might be more than what I can do myself. And that's where that conviction is going to come from because now you've got the Spirit of God praying to the Father. And I mean, this is like, whoa, God, this is something big. This is heavy on my life. I didn't feel this before. I didn't recognize this was here in my life before. It's as a result of the Spirit praying God's perfect will over your life. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who just say, I love God. And are called according to His purpose, not for the church, 
for them, for, for the individuals who organize the corporate church. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, you like Jesus, so that the son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters like us. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. So there's no more separation between you and God. And I did this, and therefore I'm disqualified from that. No, 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 don't buy that anymore. It doesn't mean that you go out and you just live a life of sin. He's talking about a life of purpose here. He's talking about a life that you're going to bear witness what the Spirit of God is praying to the Father, and you're honestly and truly in your own quiet space, in your own quiet time, going to acknowledge that first, quietly. I don't advise everybody to just go out and one day just boom. What I would say is, is receive it by faith. Take pieces of that and begin to live it with all your heart. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them. So you now have the glory of God. It's, it's mind-boggling. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Keep on asking. And you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone, not somebody somewhere in the Old Testament or whatever, for everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks will find, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened to them. So no matter how difficult it may seem, Trust me, the difficulty is not in the circumstance. The difficulty will be in dealing with yourself. Overcoming what you have been saying about yourself and about others. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. We can make our own plans. We can all do that. But the Lord gives the right answer. Hallelujah. People may be pure in their eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. What is motivating you? Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. In closing, I'm going to read this scripture, Galatians 6, 4 through 9. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. That's the answer that we're all looking for when we meet God. Well done. My good and faithful servant. Amen. And so he says, if you pay careful attention to your own work, you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anybody else. There's an opportunity right there to close a chapter in your life. For we are each responsible for who we declare ourselves to be. Hallelujah. You can only make that choice. God's given you the power of free will to choose to accept everything he has, part of it or none of it. It's all up to you. It says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers. We have a teacher sitting right here. 
should provide for your, your teachers. You should provide for them, okay? Sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Hear this. As it pertains to your purpose, you cannot, you cannot mock the justice or the, 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 what God is calling you to do. You will always harvest what you plant. Always. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature, and listen, let's not get on the sin train and all that, but I'm just talking about something other than what God is asking you to do, okay? Will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit, who is what? Praying for you. So let's not get tired. Let's not grow weary. You don't get weary. You grow weary. Let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 2021's right around the corner. And I encourage every one of you, it's time to amplify who you're going to become in Jesus Christ. It's time to say, I'm going to be a mature believer in my life. And everybody around me is going to have to know about it because I can't hide my light under a bushel. Hallelujah. Everybody bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning for the purpose that you've given to your church and the purpose that you've given to the individuals in your church, Lord God. We thank you for the purpose of the kingdom of God to be established on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. Give us our vision. Give us our purpose, God. Give us our faith that we're going to need to overcome who we used to be, Lord God, and begin to embrace who we truly are in the finished work of Christ. We thank you for your plans for this world. We thank you for your plans, Father God, for your church and for your kingdom. We just pray right now that your kingdom come, your will be done. Your purposes be established, Father, in us. May we become the mature believers that you're calling us all to become. Some of you in this room, as you continue to bow your heads, you need to get your life right with Christ. And this is your opportunity to do that. Maybe you've hid your light under the bushel. Maybe you've been convicted and you've kind of turned away from that because it wasn't convenient. It wasn't comfortable. It, it wasn't exactly what you were hoping for. It's time to get our lives right with Christ. Some of you want to come back to Christ. Some of you want to give your lives to Christ for the first time. And now is that moment to do that. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you my purpose. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus. I make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you came back to Christ or made a new commitment to Christ this morning, just slip your hand up. It's between you and God right now. Hallelujah. 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 I see that hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eyes open, looking around. 
God is in heaven right now with his angels rejoicing. He's got his pen out. He's got the blood of Jesus. He's dipping that pen in, and he's writing those names in the Lamb's book of life. That's your free ticket to everything that you're going to need in this life and the life to come. Without further ado, let's receive Pastor Barb this morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Barb, for letting me speak this morning.